Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Tony, when you watched that uh, Heartbeat thing, did you have to sign up for that seven-day trial? I just rented it for three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I just went with the straight rental. When I went on there, it was like, sign up for the trial. The yeah, urban. If you whatever. go to Amazon, you could you could just watch it. Yeah, I do want to see it. Yeah, it was good, man. I was like, man, I don't want this to go off. Ah. Especially since that's my top five favorite movies. So, mm-hmm. top five. Oh, I Jesus. love it. I've watched the Five Heartbeats <laughs> three million times. Five Heartbeats is. is I a love that movie. I think that's why I can't make my top five. Because I think I've seen it so I've seen it so much. Is I'll have to go like a decade without seeing it to be able to appreciate it the way it should be appreciated. I don't get sick of it. That's that's (laughs) how I rate my top five. If I don't get sick of it, I could watch The Godfather right now. The whole thing, just take it to the (laughs) face, and I memorize the whole movie. That's a lot of memorization. Oh, I've watched that movie so many times. I've even got, I've watched a movie and went online and looked up all the stuff that they didn't go into detail with to make it make <laughs> more sense, too. You ready for this? Never seen Godfather. Uh, all right, man. All right, guys. We're, we're back done. with another episode <laughs> of Daddy Issues. We got some uh, whack guests, apparently. Yes. Oh, uh, wow. Terrible wow. guests. Ryan Davis is on the show. He's never took the time out of his busy life of how many years? How old are you? 33. It's 33 years of existence. You young as hell, by the way. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He's never took the time out to watch The Godfather 1 and 2. 3, I get it. You can skip that. You can skip it. But come on, man. How y'all really? This is how y'all gonna do me for real? Take the time, <laughs> man. Take the take eight hours out of your life, right? There and watch go. the Godfather one and two. <laughs> take eight hours out of your life to watch. It'll be eight movies. hours well spent. Well spent. And man, in my so in my defense, I'm not a big gang movie guy. Oh, I'm not a big organized crime movie guy. Oh, well then, all right. Did you see Goodfellas? I watched it last year. Did you like it? It was cool. All right. And then then there's no need to even yeah, throw not, you on the grill. It was cool. <laughs> like, listen, I understand when something's a good movie, it's a good movie. Like, it was a good movie, but it wasn't, it ain't anything I'm going to go back and watch over and over. I'm just not an organized crime guy, like movie guy. I understand that, favorite that genre? people love New Jack City and things of that nature, but I just don't I don't care to watch those movies. What's your favorite genre of, of flick? Um it's always gonna be comedy. I love comedies, but I love uh probably romantic comedies is odd as that is. Uh, uh not the chick flicky ones though. 
Which ones ain't chick flick? Uh, Hitch, uh, Crazy Stupid Knock, Love. Knocked Up, Knocked Up. Yeah. There's something yeah, about Mary. Mary. It's, a, it's a lot of them that ain't chick that's flick. That's facts. That's facts. Yeah. And even some of the chick flick ones, be kind of, they be funny. That one, uh, yeah. some of them be funny, man. It's just the typical storylines. I'd be like, all right. Yeah, I'm just Real probably want to laugh, man. <laughs> They'd be low on my uh, list of genres. Not completely at the bottom, but I'd just be like. It's just you know it's going to happen every time. That's why. I'd yeah, be like, you know every gonna, time. That's why I like the breakup. Because they broke up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and didn't, they get, didn't back get back together. Yeah. And I was like, this is real. And that movie hey, is hilarious. Has that movie changed in your eyes, like with maturity? I noticed when I watched it for the first time, I don't feel the same way. Like when I was immature, I didn't think he did anything wrong. I couldn't yeah. find no yeah. fault in nothing he did. <laughs> now I'm older, I'm like, hey, bro, you could at least just <laughs> yeah. He was he did he did some what I did what I've done in maturity is like. I just, like you said, understand more of part, part he played, but I also understand what he was saying. Like the whole, I want you to do the dishes thing. I get what she was trying to say, but I also understand what he was saying. Nobody why the hell would I want to do this? No one wants to do this. No one wants to, why would you? <laughs> and then when he snapped, it's like, fine, I'll do the dishes. No, no, I don't want you to more. Jesus Christ. Like I get, <laughs> I get both sides, you know, but he definitely did a lot of things wrong, but she also played too many games and it was, they didn't belong together. Yeah. And that's what I like. It's more failed relationships than successful ones. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so that's why I want to see more. <laughs> they didn't make it in these movies. <laughs> You know, take us through, take us through the whole, you know, the whole thing, top to bottom, and then they were like, "We didn't make it," and then go off, roll the credits. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, that's why you... the breakup was such a breath of fresh air in a sense because we rarely see the reality of it, which is a lot of us have had failed relationships, and no even the ones ending. that succeed, you're on your fifteenth relationship, whatever you succeed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, now, you're not shooting a good <laughs> percentage. One of right. fifteen, <laughs> for real. Yeah, man. What your kids? We got Ryan. Oh, my bad. I was saying, what Ryan? What his kids like watching? Mm. Oh, they're in the cartoon phase. They don't even like looking at actual people at this point. Oh yeah, how old are they? Yeah, uh, five and three. Okay, and it's all tunes. Yeah, trolls is the the joint not in my home. I ain't gonna lie, man. Trolls got some good songs in there. Yeah, nah. I be I be singing. Listen, right Trolls. This is the thing about animated movies. They get you will never hear the artists that are on Trolls do a song together under any other circumstance. These kids get the best, <laughs> the best of it all. Like you don't hear Anderson Pat with Justin Timberlake ever. But for a Trolls movie, let's make it happen. That's the only way I'm going to hear that combination. They got a song so together on the there? Huh? They got a song together on there? Man, this is everybody singing together on there, man. It's crazy. You got, go look, go check out the cast for Trolls, man. It'll, like, Trolls World Tour, it'll blow your mind, man. Oh, that's the World Tour. Okay, I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen, Was it you good? Haven't seen World Tour? No, I just uh, don't, don't try to act like oh, the Godfather God. types of How old are you? How old are you? No. How old are your kids? 
Ravens. They didn't watch it yet. They four and two. Four and two. So you got a four and two year old. They might have watched it. I and you haven't it. seen oh, Trolls right, World right. Tour. I need. I see I, what you doing. We got I, these honestly, whack hosts <laughs> for these shows that we got to get. How are we going to have a show about being a father? And you don't see the most popular kids movie in the world. It is the only movie to do a hundred mil on stream. Ah, uh, yeah, they watched it. I, I want, I want them. I wish they would watch it more so I could have an Avengers break. <laughs> they said that movie actually uh, hurt movie theater so bad because <laughs> it did so well. Yeah, they get. I think it was supposed to do a billion or something like that off paid views off Amazon. Ugh. <laughs> I, I, I know I bought it. Yeah, I, I would love to. I'll watch anything other than Avengers right now. Like, I just. Tony just dip out. His cats messed up something. I saw him throwing stuff at the cats, abusing the cats. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where he went. He just dipped. Them cats probably cut a line. I don't know what it is. The second Avengers movie, I can't, even though it's the highest grossing movie ever, Endgame, I don't really care for like that. People, some people then, the Infinity War had nonstop action and then, yeah. and then Endgame had to wrap all that up and then finish, but it finished with the last hour of the greatest fight scene of all time. Nah, that last I hour. I disagree. That last hour was incredible. Yeah, they were fighting. They were fighting, but all kinds of stuff was just wrong with that fight scene. When all the women got together, to, I was like, we're in the middle of a fight. How did all of y'all end up not fighting at the same time? They synced up. Nah, synced up. <laughs> they synced up. But <laughs> in those movies, I, the only thing my beef with all the Avengers movies, I don't like all the masks taking off. Yeah. Like when the last scene, when when Iron Man was going to get the gauntlet, from uh, Thanos, his mat. Why is your helmet off? If he punches you in the face, you die. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. But your mask be off this much. I'm gonna tell you why that is, though. It's because Robert Downey Jr. is such a great actor. You don't want to limit what I mean, he does do with all of his face. You want to see the actors, but I was like, yo, they they masks come off for every little thing. Yeah. I agree with Keon. It's just like ridiculous. Well, I don't disagree that the mask should the mask come off too much. I just understand what the Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, well, I everybody it. else, everybody else can keep their mask on, but I do want to see nobody, nobody <laughs> keep the mask on, man. Every it's time, that's why they made Black Panther's mask like that, so he could just be like, huh, huh. he'd be taking it off without using a hand. Every like, did he really minutes. have to take it off to say, "Give it to me"? His mask could have stayed man. on for that. Could have stayed on. His mask could have stayed on. They was taking their masks off every three seconds. And maybe it's hot in there. I don't know. I'm not going to judge them. I I hate wearing masks during this COVID, so I get it. I get it. But I'm just like, come on. Thanos about to punch I you in the it. face. You need to I have get a it from on. a practical, real-life standpoint. I get yeah. that. But like, in the comic books I grew up reading, the mask stayed on unless they was fighting so hard, half of it ripped off. But other than that, it was on. And I'm just like, keep that going, man. They always pull it off. They'd be like, ah. Ever since Batman, they've been doing it. 
Batman yeah. Returns. He took his mask off, ripped the I'm, whole rubber piece off. I'm laughing like, at how passionate Tony is about this. Because I've been dealing with this for years, this. man. Sick of it, man. We don't have to see your face to get the dramatic effect. And the more my kids watch this stuff, the more I just keep picking that stuff. They watch it so much. So I just be like, all right, this don't make sense. This all doesn't make sense. You got a four and a two-year-old watching Avengers? Bro, that's all they watch. Dude, that's like blood and all kinds of stuff in that movie. That's all Get them they to watch, watch Trolls, man. What are you I doing watch, to your I watch sons? RoboCop at six. Yo, like, and look at, you're, not you're not fine. You're not fine. I haven't you know murdered you. anyone. You're not fine. I haven't, I haven't killed anybody. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> so much blood. And that Robocop, too, that was the most cussing I had heard. And yeah. <laughs> one set, I was like, oh my God. And that was the first time I had seen like a kid on screen cussing like that. I was like, <laughs> oh, Robocop, too. Man. Yeah, that little boy, man. That he was, was out something of control. else. So, I saw Robocop 1 in theaters at 10 years old, and I was just like, <laughs> the dude fell in some toxic waste, got hit uh, by a car, and splattered all over the car. I was like, that part gave me nightmares. <laughs> Do hell, he don't touch me, man. I freaked out. Yeah, that's very toxic waste. You just so scary. proved my point, by the way. That you just proved my point. That's why Avengers isn't great for the children to see Avengers is the fine. incredible Hulk with Avengers. his fried hand. Walking around with well, kids, kids need to know not to grab the hot skillet. Oh that's, that's why. You can literally just tell lesson. them that. You ain't got to. No, nah, sometimes that. they got to see it to really feel what it, you know. You need that visual. No, I'm going to take my three-year-old son and sit him down to watch 300. That's it. That's it. Because Avengers is PG thirteen. Yeah, you talk about it. real. You, you talk know. about that rated R, that <laughs> horn. Oh. RoboCop was a hard R. Oh my god! We yeah, had no that's what I was about to say. <laughs> like RoboCop wasn't. We watched RoboCop. That, that was a hard R. We we had no business. But I remember they took it to see Die Hard. That was the only time my dad just packed it up. It was Die Hard? What's the one with Samuel Jackson? Two. Die Hard with a Vengeance. We yeah. went to see Die Hard with a Vengeance. And my mom was like, I don't know if the kids should be seeing this. And my dad was like, it ain't going to be a total cuss fest. That opening scene, oh. Sam was in the street. And my dad just packed. We was in the drive-in. He just took the thing off the thing. He was like, we got, we out. We just left. <laughs> he just packed up everything. It was so Did much cussing. Did not know who Samuel L. Jackson was? At this that was, time, or Sam this was, was Sam known for cussing. Starting it. This <laughs> yeah. was the beginning of Sam cussing he through He wasn't movies. known for, for being the cuss master back then. That opened the Right, scene. this was 95. He was just yeah. getting cracking in 95. My dad packed up everything. He was like, we out. Because what made it funny was he was like, it ain't going to be a total cuss fest. And five minutes in, he was like, this is a total cuss fest. Yeah, <laughs> man. Just, just packed it up. He's like, we got even go. the Even the first Die Hard was a cuss fest, and that was without Sam Jackson. Bruce Willis was letting him rip in that one. He said that New York cop, wrong place, wrong time. I don't even know why we was going to see them movies. I remember we saw Boys in the Hood in theaters. I mean, Another drive movie in. I don't care for. We saw that in the driving. Well, my mom and dad are both from L.A., so they yeah. that movie for them was like, this is our voice. Yeah. Like, the, this is... For me, it's Furious. I, I'll watch every scene with Furious. <laughs> and Furious was dope. He was dope. And then after that, I don't you know. 
And Furious was dope, and he was young too. He wasn't like yeah. some OG. You know what I mean? He was dope at a young age. Yeah, he he's one of the best movie characters of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, he was dope. He was a great character, man. Like the way they wrote him and the way Lawrence played him, it was perfect. Bet you he would have never perfect. let Trey watch Avengers or RoboCop. Probably because there he was too many have. white characters. <laughs> <laughs> he would watch it with him and be like, what questions you have? Yeah. And Trey would have been like... Mm. You see him shake his hand and not look him in the eye? what I tell you about right. that? Go over He didn't room, even give sir. Trey a sex talk. He just gave him Jimmy hats. But he called him mm. rubbers. What'd you use? What'd you use? What'd you use? I used the number she gave me. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sweating me, man? <laughs> you Did you just me? toss the cat, Maya? Is that what I just bore witness to? <laughs> you just toss the kitten? <laughs> Try to slide that in real quick. I'm going to have uh, for those that don't, it. <laughs> I'm going to have no, that, that in. No, leave it in. It's got to be part of this. I threw my hat at midnight a minute ago. I saw it, and then your camera cut in. out. I was like, how hard did he throw that hat? <laughs> camera cut smooth out after that. I got up, never never came back. Now, for those that don't know, Ryan, tell us about your children. You know what I'm saying? What are the demographics? Okay. Are you, are for, you... for those who didn't see my other, like, two appearances on this show, um, my twice. children. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> nah, Was you on here twice? Man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think you just did it once. Or maybe I was supposed to do it like four times, but uh, I got a five-year-old mm. daughter and a three-year-old son. Uh, now, same mom. Same mom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm done with children. You got to okay. earn my kids from here on out. Did you get? Did you get snipped? Mm-hmm. But you got to fist fight me to keep it. So same difference. <laughs> same difference. <laughs> so you just spent the last three months with them, right, mm-hmm. in Carolina? How was that? Um, I, I'm gonna tell you, I, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. What I, do you mean? Uh, um, looking back on it, I should have had, I should have been more hands on through that three months. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I took for granted uh, some real opportunities. Um, now that I'm here, and I think my daughter really let me see that. Whenever it was, when it was time for me to go back. She was like, if she wasn't even on some, I'm gonna miss you type thing. She hit, she was, she was, her attitude was more like, oh, you were here, but you wasn't really here. So, yeah, my daughter's real, like, vocal in how <laughs> she feels. And she wears that attitude on her sleeve. So I could, I could tell there was real missed opportunities there. Like, we were in the same, we were sharing the same space, but I don't think she felt like, because usually uh, we do a lot of things together, but the world shut down. So we can't yeah. go to these places and do these things she's accustomed to. So, you know, us watching TV together or sharing the same space, eating together, I don't think she really looks at that as quality time. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a teaching moment in that moment that I just missed it. And because of that, you know, I just wish I could. This this is not something people say a lot, but I wish I had more I, more time to spend with my children. 
that could have possibly annoyed me. But yeah, I just would have handled it differently, you know. I mean, that's that's interesting as you said because I think about that every time I get annoyed, I'd be like, let me just take this annoyance to the face. Yeah, because it's just like I can't get this time back. This is at the age where, hey, if they want to be up under me or have me change a damn costume. This morning they did, they woke up at 8.30 and by 10 o'clock they had did, I think, six costume changes. And I was like, (laughs) and the thing is, I don't mind that they're playing Avengers, Batman, Superman, whatever. But like I'm involved in the costume changes and that's when I start getting annoyed. Cause I'm like, yo, just put it on yourself. I need you to put these swords in my back. I can't, hell, I can't put the mask on correctly. I can't. I'm like, well, be one character for a while. Y'all want to switch every three seconds. And every time I'm about to get like upset, I just be like, you know what? Forget it. Just be put the Spider-Man back on that you just took off three minutes ago. Fine, whatever. Like if that's that's what we got to do. I was so annoyed this morning. I was like, God damn it! They're giving you a full Beyonce costume, <laughs> costume changes every morning. Every morning. I'm like, I'm like, gonna change this many times before breakfast. That's the thing. Spider Man got knocked out the out, whole thing, but this is yeah. the time where he wakes up and come back. I need you to put the costume back on me so I can wake up and come back into the fight. <laughs> and my son, my son, my oldest, he doesn't halfway do this. Like if he's Superman, he puts on his blue pants, his Superman shirt, the cape, and the whole outfit. But then has me go get his suit and tie out of his closet so he can put that on <laughs> over the outfit. He gets his fake glasses. He was like, I'm Clark Kent now. And then when the thing jumps off, he takes off the suit and he's Superman, but then needs me to put the suit back on him because he's Clark Kent. Like he does that. So it's like I'm involved as hell in their game because they need me to play wardrobe. That's all I am. I'm an unpaid intern (laughs) doing wardrobe. It's ridiculous. That's funny. But their creative minds and stuff, I'd be like, it's it's fun to watch them do this. Like He's like, I need this jacket to go with this tie with the glasses so I can be Superman. And I got to go save the day. And I'd be like, all right. And then, and then the fighting, even though we got two of everything, the fighting. I want that hammer. They're the same hammer. They're literally the same. We bought two of them. And you think one is slightly bigger than the other. Why do you think this? <laughs> why? Why? Keelan trying to boss uh, Kendrick around. You need to be Batman because I'm Superman. But I want to be Thor. I'd be like, well, Thor can fight. You know, it's not a big deal. But Keelan's like, no, because that's Justice League and this is Avengers and they can't mix. I'd be like, oh, my God. That's he, valid. He don't mix DC that's and Marvel. Valid. He does Man, not mix. You know that's what valid. had me laughing? I that's knew valid. before Tony said it that he uh, was going to validate not mixing uh, the universe. That's valid. But I knew it. I knew the it. kids already know. <laughs> He don't mix them. He puts them away Keon in separate is boxes. doing a fantastic job, man. It's so annoying. That's valid. We can't have Superman hanging out with Black Panther. That's just not. It's just not gonna happen. All right. We got lawsuits. We got all kind of stuff. We got to work through before we see that happening in the household. All right. Maybe going in, but I'd be like, oh well. This is. Man, I um. Saw Tony post a clip uh, around Father's Day with his sons, and I remember seeing your sons for the first time on Last Comic Standing, 
I keep forgetting mm. you got some big old, big old boys, man. <laughs> man, grown man. Serena be 21 in January. Jeez, man. Tony, I did yeah, this. Fully uh, I did this um, thing where I was like shouting out comedians, the new age comedians, comedians under forty, right? And somebody was like, "How are you going to leave Tony Baker off?" I was like, "You and Tony Baker got to have a conversation. This is not right. the same between me. <laughs> you might want to." Tony is very clear about his age all the time, but apparently Every they time. just they just keep looking at you and going, "Nah, he's not forty. You know what I'm saying?" I was like, "Nah, he new age, but he's." He's the uh, he's older than uh, some of us, yo. That's it. Mm-hmm. But he's part of this. Fully realized. Yeah, he's part of this group. It just the problem is y'all. It ain't us. <laughs> the problem is y'all. Y'all got hit to him late. I knew about Tony. I done known about Tony for about ten years now. <laughs> and people, people don't be reading, man. No matter what you post, they can clearly say under forty. People are like, nah, man, Tony Baker though. You know, bro. I said under forty. Somebody said, "What about Bill Burr and Joe Coy?" I was like, "They fifty. They like what?" But I didn't. I didn't know how old Joe Coy was. I know Bill Burr. (laughs) Bill Burr is old. It's like, man. Isn't it weird? How old is Joe? How old is Joe? Forty nine. He's forty nine. Yeah. Wow. I never would have thought he got a young energy too. Yeah. Them great you know, story though. You know, times have changed though. You know what I mean? When we were growing up, what 50 looked like versus what 50 looks like now is two completely right. different things. People just look old back in the day. Like you look at people's baby pictures from back in the day in the black and whites, even when they was five, they looked 36. <laughs> and I'm just like, why do people look like this back then? I think it was partly clothing. Clothing had a lot to do. I with think because like I look at my dad, his glasses at nineteen, they was like he was like I got these new glasses, but they was like goggles. I was, <laughs> he was like he at that time he was like these are the freshest glasses out, and I'm like you look a hundred and eight with these <laughs> glasses. And he was he was super young. He was super young. My dad was hell. The music was different too because rap was like a thing, but like it wasn't. So mm. what they grew up on was different. So I remember my dad, he was only, you know, 26 years old, but he's in the car playing nothing but like Motown. And I'm like, you don't like any younger than me? You're 26, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like why? It was just, t- everything was different. Music, everything was different. You weren't allowed to be, and kids, people had jobs and kids earlier. Like you was just old faster. You got a yeah, full family at 23. Like I'm, I'm old. Yeah, I have a super. I had young two mom. kids at twenty three. Yeah. I had a super. I got a super young mom. So, like, my mom was the exact opposite as your dad. My dad was like your dad. My dad yeah, would call rap hippity hop. He was that old. But uh, my mom, <laughs> my mom's fifty, so she's like Diddy and Andre three thousand <laughs> them age. Like that's. So, yeah, like she was into all of that. She was the only thing. Is there a black mom who didn't like Anita Baker? Like my mom woke up every Saturday to Anita Baker records. That had to be done. But Oh, man, the the weekend Anita Baker playing? (laughs) You wake up, do you bring me joy? I remember my mom going to the MC Hammer concert with like the hammer pants and everything, bro. Like. Uh, I remember her going to go see Outkast and Lauren Hill. 
And my dad being like, who? Who? I'm not going to go see that hippity hop nonsense. <laughs> my mom How old are your parents? My parents are 55. So they was born like late 60s. Yeah. So, but my, my mom and dad weren't really into it. But my auntie, she's only 12 years older than me. She's the reason why I was such a 90s R&B head and Pac and all. Because that's what, that's what she was listening to. And she used mm. to live with us. So she would go. So the reason why I was so big on like High Five and New Edition and all that stuff. Because that's what she was listening to. So I was like, well, I would take this over, you know, the temptations. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. They got old. You know what, man? Because I just realized, Keon, your parents are just a couple years older than my oldest brother. Yeah. There's a 10-year gap. So he's he's 53. I'm 43. So, but he was listening to a lot of 80s pop, and then he transitioned into, like, house music because, you know, Chicago, that's the thing. And then he was listening. Then I put him on the Wu-Tang Clan, and he was with it. Like he, before that, he was listening to Public Enemy and all of that. Yeah. And then, but he wasn't listening to a lot of like old Motown or like old soul or none of that. He wasn't on that. Yeah, mine. Were but he was listening well. to like the new the new rappers on the on the more so the East Coast tip. But he did have Ice Cube and like Warren G's album. Yeah. But he didn't really rotate them like that. I think I think what it was too. I think my dad was just like I'm not gonna listen to this with the kids in the car. So I don't know what he listened to by himself, but because yeah. he liked Public Enemy and he liked NWA because he was from LA. So with NWA, he was like, "This is this is our voice." So mm-hmm. when that dropped, he was into it. But I just think maybe they didn't play it in front of us because he knew when we when we watched the NWA uh, movie, he was in. He was like, "I yeah. remember this. I remember. <laughs> I remember the." So I think it was just we in the car. You gonna take this? He liked jazz too. He loved jazz. So, oh, I like. Him. I so like. He was jazz. like, "You gonna take all this?" You know, Dave Cos and and uh, what's the oh, the White Cats? Huh? No, nah, I, I was about to say, what's George Benson and he he was yeah. he was doing all the that's what he was that was his thing. And My brother like, liked jazz too. He loved it. Gerald Albright yeah. and like uh, Najee. Yeah, and, he loved Najee. Uh, he loved Najee. Najee. Najee got a Just an Illusion album. It's incredible, he but it's a lot it. of singing on it. Yeah, he would. That was his it's thing. incredible. And we'd be like, Dad, can we just please listen to some pop? He'd be like, nah, take this sax. <laughs> <laughs> I um I didn't get into rap. Uh, I wasn't really exposed to rap. I, my Uncle Ray listened to rap heavy. That was the and so if we were ever in his car or whatever, that's the only time I would hear rap. There was no Wu-Tang Clan, none of that. If it wasn't for my Uncle Ray in Rap City, I don't know where my rap exposure would have been. Um, mm. Thank God for uh, P. Diddy making it palatable for my mom because that was the transition to where it actually started to happen. You know, when people <laughs> hear Juicy and they hear that uh, <laughs> that Juicy Fruit uh, sample, you know what I mean? Mm. It makes them. It makes it easier to listen to, so... When Diddy was doing all those 80 samples, you know, it was uh, getting parents to be that little bit of nostalgia for them to listen to it. If they so, was open to it, my yeah. dad would just get mad at sampling. All y'all do is take our stuff. That was him. <laughs> that was him. Y'all just take all our stuff. If, he, if I ever played a song that was a remix or even a cover, he would bust in and be like, you, you know where this came from, right? 
<laughs> you know what this is from, right? Yeah, they wasn't original. But like he was saying, like it was gonna hurt my feelings, and I was like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, one, I already heard the original because of you. I still like both. They can both coexist. I don't mm-hmm. need to hate on one. He hated. He just he was just old, so young. He just hated anything <laughs> that wasn't his era. He just hated it. Man. That's because in his mind, when he heard the sample, he was like, "Oh, this is." And then when he about to sing to it. A rapper comes in, man. he was pissed. <laughs> he was like, man, but man. Great this? videos of that. Yeah. 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 It's just like, videos. You, <laughs> you think it's the original, you about to come in, singing, and then you hear Biggie. Like, hey, man, what's this? Ruining my track. Uh, Heavy D and MC Hammer was the rappers allowed in my house. My dad did like both of them. I loved Heavy D, man. Uh, happy rap. Ah, I, was, <laughs> I grew up man, all happy he, rap. he was out here moving. And, yeah. and I'm he a was huge out here Will speak. Smith fan. I love a happy rap. I grew up on happy rap. So Will Smith is my guy. Will Smith yeah. got some but cuts, Will Smith though. can rap, though. Like, he really he can, can rap. He just got it labeled was, It was happy like rap that yeah. was allowed. So. Yeah. Feel good, you know. Nothing, nothing too, nothing too heavy. Ain't my nobody dad, getting killed in my, my song. My dad would rock. He would rock with the happy rap or the conscious rap. Mm-hmm. So self destruction and those songs, songs like that. He was all in. But I yeah. think I think he was into the gangster rap. But I think one. I think you know when you come from that environment, I think you don't want to be reminded mm-hmm. of it. So he kind of was like, like even with some of the hood movies, he would like it, but then he'd be like. You could see him like kind of go off, like yeah. down uh, like memories, and I think he just was like, man, I don't need to. I think NWA only hit for him, like I said, because he's from LA. But the rest, he kind of was like, y'all just talking about killing all the time. But I'm like, I seen that. I don't want to hear about this shit. Man, I like your right. dad. Never even. And I was met. like, all right, well, really I like your dad because that's why I can't. I grew up around it. Why would I want to? I just yeah. don't. You know, and it would make me mad because so many of my friends from, you know those times that grew, that I grew up with was like, they speaking to us. No, they, man, yeah, we need to make a change. Nobody ever pays attention to those parts of the movie that at some point in the movie, yeah. there's a call for change. But no, the character movie, they love the most <laughs> violent Negro in the entire movie. You see Menace? Oh, man, O-Dog is the, oh! Be like, why? Why? Yeah. Man, I like love Doughboy. You saw the way Doughboy was like, we got a problem, pulled the gun. No. I, I did like Doughboy, though. Man. I did like Doughboy. I, Doughboy I had redeeming Doughboy qualities. Yeah. Way his mother treated him. Yeah, I like Doughboy, but yeah. I didn't like I didn't like O-Dog. He was too much. I don't like that. O-Dog was one-dimensional. Yeah, he was too much. Man. Like, Lorenz Say played him dope, but he was one yeah. dimensional as a as a written character. It was like, why why is he like this? Like with 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 uh with, with Doughboy, you could see that this is my environment, but I, I wouldn't choose this. But this is mm-hmm. just this is just where we at. Like yeah. this is just yeah. this ain't what I want, but you know, hey, it is what it is. But old right. dog, he just seemed like he just wanted smoke all the time. And it was just mm-hmm. like, God man, calm down. And they and those be people's favorite characters, and that's the part that just uh, I'm like, nah, man, and uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because you know I became conscious pretty early in life. I got exposed to it. Thank God for uh, YouTube. It was very because uh, my parents, YouTube. my mom, yeah, my mom used to think like Farrakhan was crazy. 
So we couldn't watch nothing he said or anything like that. I, I think a lot of people did back then because that's how the media made them out to be. Yes, exactly. So it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't even black people fault a lot of the stuff they thought because they only you know exposed to what they exposed. Oh no, to. the media the media do their job. Like, yeah, they did their crap. job. They yeah. do their job. If they want to discredit mm-hmm. you, they will get it done. It's just now it's a lot harder because we on our own wave. So we'd be like, nah, we can just go look this up ourselves. Yeah. Nice so try. I ended up down the YouTube rap the YouTube rabbit hole of blackness. I don't know what happened. It was just all these content creators. They didn't even have a lot of views. Like they were just really pro-black. All these sisters mm-hmm. with natural hair or whatever, with like with like <laughs> 38 views. I was just watching all this stuff and learning all this stuff. And then I was like, man. That explains why I don't like seeing the images that I see or whatever. I just really didn't have a way to put it into words. And then I would just learn about our history that they never taught us in school or anything like that. And I was like, you know what, man, this is uh, this is dope. And we just need to. And being from the hood, I think the problem I have, too, is most of us ain't gangsters. The hood, if I say the hood have like 300 people, it's like. 15 gangsters in the yeah everybody else is trying to percentage yeah mm-hmm. most of, everybody else trying to navigate yeah, yeah. <laughs> around the gangsters so I'm right so where's yep. our stories most of us are that not was, the gangsters but that, where, that was Trey stories that was Trey and Boys in the Hood trying Trey, to navigate and, and just, Ricky yeah he, they were just trying to make we just trying to get out of here that's mm. to keep our head that, that was my upbringing yeah Where's, uh, where's Chicago stories? You know, Chicago is notorious for gangs. Everybody, everybody hates Chris. My dad was Julie, Julius. You know what I mean? Like, that's my father. That was that's Keon. <laughs> <laughs> Keon is Julius. Julius. Yo, but that was my life in Chicago, man. Chicago. Everybody know about the gangs in Chicago and the violence. And like growing up as a regular kid around, you know, gangster disciples and like all of that, it was just like, yo, there they go. It was like we would see them and be like, oh, oh, it's one of them. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like we was all, you know, one of them clicked up and stuff like that. It was just like they were kind of like boogeymen within our neighborhoods. But we kind of knew him. Or we know a, a kid that transitioned into that lifestyle. We was like, oh, he wanted them now. So it was just like, but we was regular. But from the outside looking in, we all looked like GDs or vice lords or any of that. And we were like, no. To, to not be able to wear a hat and it slightly get tilted, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. So like, I, ain't even wearing no, I ain't even wearing no ball cap. Forget that. Just give me a scully. Yeah, so why just I, to be on the safe side. Yeah, it was just like this, this was the norm. Like that, I had stories no. like that, and I'd be like, "Yo, that's you're scared to wear hats, scared to wear colors." Scared oh, the to colors wear, thing, it, especially like 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 Tony's from there was irritated. When you're not from there, it's even you're even more irritated because you're just like, I don't understand this. Yeah, I don't like when I would visit my family in L.A. I put on an outfit, they'd be like, you can't wear that. I'm like, nigga, I'm just, it just matches. This Jason Kidd jersey is fire. I got the Jays with it. I just want to be fresh. And it was like, no. And I remember I wore some red Jordans anyway. And I was with my grandpa. My grandpa's 80-something years old. We're at Popeye. And we and we walking into the place. Somebody get out the bus. What up, blood? I'm like, man, I just, I'm just here with my with my grandpa. Like, why can't I wear these shoes? 
This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, really? Now, that I can't get chicken? Wood, <clears throat> that part in the wood aggravated me because they were like, take that hat off. They were like, it's blue. He was like, it's Carolina blue. This man can't even represent where he's from. (laughs) Like, and if you're from the Carolinas like me, man, there's so much Tar Heel stuff all over the place. Man, I was like, man, you should move back. You shouldn't be oppressed like that. (laughs) And I'm a Duke fan. I don't even like Carolina at all. Now, I would want every Carolina person to take their hat off, but just my pride and where I come from and knowing, (laughs) you know, what... Things that are like cultural to us, man. Like that rivalry is culture, man. You, you uh, don't talk to your friend that day when Duke Carolina play. Your best friend, you be like, hey, bro, don't talk to me today. And if y'all win, don't talk to me tomorrow either. <laughs> now, now take that passion for sports teams and apply it to your gang life. And, your, and the Green Bay Packers killed your cousin. <laughs> when you see when you see that G as a Bears fan, you gonna be ready to fire off. Oh, yeah. so that, that's how they look at it. Cause I mean, I seen this dude. I was in Soldier Field one day last year, and this dude had on the Green Bay uh, shirt, and I was just like, "You got a lot of nerve wearing that." Shirt <laughs> just on that, and that's just on sports. You know what I mean? So. Gang life is just a big sports rivalry, except people that's seem a to great be analogy, murked. That's a great analogy. As soon as you said that, I understood to the highest degree. As soon as you said that. <laughs> that's all but it's it annoying for, like, if you're a non-sports fan. Yeah. You watch, like, I don't understand this. And so for me, yeah. not being in it, I'd be like, yo, why y'all doing this? Like, I almost understand neighborhoods and whatnot and our personal beefs, but just... This I'm like why and 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 you you if you in it you know who not in it so why are you bothering me you know I'm not in this. <laughs> like you know I don't I'm not I'm not suiting up I don't have any yeah. alliances here I but they're you. Jordans they're Jordans you can't claim Jordans sir I'm no. sorry I don't care who what you claim it is. <laughs> you don't go before the guy who made the shoes this is not the blood edition Reds. These are right. 13s, okay? I'm wearing... <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. I was so irritated. And my papa, he didn't even flinch because, you know, he lived there. So he was just like, let's just go eat. And I was just like... I was so I was so annoyed. Like, I, I just... The stupidity of it. Well, I I've like, never... I've, and, you know, excuse my ignorance, but I've just never understood what you're looking for whenever you join something like that. Is there some... I mean, they've, they've said, I get it. I, I get why. I, def- I definitely get it. I don't. Protection. I love yeah. both of uh, you guys to death. If y'all go, hey, we about to ride on some fools and shoot them. I'm like, hey, man, I never thought you guys would go down this path. Y'all might have to, <laughs> <laughs> y'all but you going to say that now. Now. That, that, when you're, I love when you're both young. of y'all to death. I, I <laughs> scream your praises to everybody. You know what I mean? If there was something major going on in y'all life, I would hope to be there. But y'all do some stuff like that, and I'm like, nah, not my freedom. I don't play with my freedom. Yeah. I wouldn't even expect nobody to ride with me like that. I'd be like, no, nah, man, stay home. I got this. I'm that type of guy. Yeah. You don't want no part of this, man. Get out of the car. <laughs> you know. But, That's what was done to me but, growing up. Whenever my mm-hmm. friends was about to do something wild, and I'm trying to be, because my dad didn't play, so I wasn't in those streets i wasn't in no it was 
do it. You you can either deal with them streets or deal with me. And I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna choose to let. I'm not. So even when mm-hmm. I tried to like, I remember I tried to sell drugs one time, and the person was like, "Me, get your ass out of here." That's what happened <laughs> to me. That's my story. That's my story. <laughs> I just get your ass out I, of here. This ain't I suc- I came to the streets, and the streets didn't want me. That is my story. Oh. I, I, was <laughs> like, I got rejected. I feel like the application. That's why Ryan don't like the street <laughs> movies, man. He got rejected. But I was like, "Man, get all that." It was one hundred percent about. I just didn't like where I was in life. I was doing things that was quote unquote the right way to do it. And everybody who was doing the things that were the wrong way to do it had nice cars. They were getting custom paint jobs. They had all the girls. I was like, man, I risked my freedom for some of that. So just for a little bit of that, this working at a grocery store and not having nothing is not right. It's not working for me. It was for that. But they were like, man, this ain't even you. Like, nah, the streets rejected me. They were like, nah, you can't do this. And my ignorance, I didn't realize I I was just like, you gon' like it's just selling I'm just handing out product to people and getting money for it. I wasn't thinking about all the other stuff that comes with Selling drugs. Oh, I was yeah, just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hand out some stuff and then uh you know, I've had jobs before. This is the same thing. I just it's like a customer lemonade, service lemonade stand. Hand hand. I just customer you base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't know corner boys out there getting robbed and territories and all that. But this is another thing too. Let's say you just get into the game, right? You're gonna are you gonna find new users or current users? Because then if you find current users, that means you're hurting the sales of somebody else. Exactly. So they immediately have a problem with you. Yeah. This is, it's too much, man. Mm. I, I will say this. I've never been like... You gotta go create a base. Attra- <laughs> attracted to the drug deal game. When the dude offered me the, the sales pitch in the alley in Chicago, he's like, yo, sell this for me. And I was like... I made the, I made a decision right then and there. I was like... I still want to play with toys and stuff. This is just, <laughs> this is just too fast for me. I was like, nah, you know what I'm saying? But that was the, that was the pitch. That was the moment. Well, I was just like, I'm gonna go this way. Man, and I was like, I saw my homie. Because every movie, even then, every movie that I saw, like you know, at that time, Scarface was a movie I saw about a drug dealer in, in current. 80s time where I was just like it didn't end well for him cocaine yeah. and I had family members dealing with drugs and stuff and I was just like nah I don't I don't like this that was another you know, reason so, I don't think I could be responsible like I can see a crackhead and be like I helped them do that to themselves yeah I don't think I could do it yeah I couldn't yeah and I it was a man I wanted to kill uh, when I was a kid because Damn, he was supplying he was supplying my family with drugs oh, okay. and, and when I was brought around Around him, I saw him as like a demon, and I was just like, his house smelled like crack smoke, and I was just like, I want, I want to kill this man right now because I knew what he was about. He was like a light skinned dude. He had like a whole bunch of freckles everywhere, and he answers the door with no shirt on. I was just like, you know, this dude destroying so. lives, and I knew that as a kid. Part of me like, wish you would join the game just so you could tell your stories. I would love to hear damn <laughs> stories told by Tony Baker with your sound effects and everything, man. I would oh take it to the stage. God. When you, well, I got shot in the hips in '96. <laughs> do you, Tony? Do you think growing up in it like changed? Because like my family, they, we were uh, we weren't shown that. I didn't know why 
that lady was tripping like that or why until I got older, I didn't know half my family was on crack in the eighties. Mm. Like, I just was like, Oh, this, this nigga got a lot of energy. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't think nothing. I didn't know. Like when they was like, you know, so-and-so's in jail again. And I'm like, I don't know why I didn't know they running drugs from California to Washington and a big cocaine. I didn't know. I didn't know that. So do, right. you, do you think knowing what was going on shaped why he was like, I don't want no parts of that? I, I think it had it had a lot to do. It was a mixture of reality and fiction because, you know, as you know, Keon, I'm movie McGee and I always have been. So I would see a lot of cocaine use in movies and people wilding out on cocaine. Then in real life, I'm seeing like crack, cocaine, and I'm just like, I'm already piecing together like, yo, this this ain't. This ain't the move right here. And it was just like, it was funny to see it on TV and then see it in real life. And it's just like, nah, I, man, I ain't feeling this. I saw I saw lives ruined. I think that'll do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you meet a crackhead and they were already cracked out when you met them. But I've seen some of the, you know, they were doing just fine in life. And then you see it just take a toll on them and completely change them change their appearance, yeah. change the way they talk, change the way they act. And it's, it literally turned into a crazy person. But mm-hmm. it's somebody unrecognizable, both physically and mentally, because of it. And I was just yep. didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah, see, I got the first hand. I never saw the first hand because it, was, yeah. it wasn't my immediate family. It was, you know, the relatives. And I only saw them on yeah. holidays. And I just didn't, until I got older, and then I was like, but these people ain't right. And then, but yeah. I never caught when they first, you know, I was born in 84. So when that, when it first hit, I'm a child. And then right. by the late nineties, you know, people ain't really, they, they're, they're now you just see the, uh, leftover, you know, mm-hmm. what, and you're just like, Oh, okay. That's why they used to do this. And that's why we had to put stuff away when certain people came over. And that's what, like, mm-hmm. I didn't, my mom would get so mad. Don't leave your stuff out. Put go put your stuff in the back room, lock it away. And I'm like, so and so coming over. I'm like, okay. Like, why yeah. is that why is that a thing? Or why people and then you know, back then kids are supposed to mind their business. Do not involved in the conversation. Yeah. So I was just playing and we didn't <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know why my cousin had to come live with us. And I didn't you know, I'm just like, all right. Yeah, I never asked those questions either, nope. bro. Like, we've had so many relatives live in and out of our house. I never asked those questions. I think I think I've put stuff together later in life. I just, yeah. uh, you know, saw all these things. And then once I had an understanding, I was like, oh, that's what that was. Because even my understanding of it, like you said, a, a few years make all the difference. I was born in mm-hmm. 87. My oldest brother was born in 83. And our memories of growing up in the hood are complete they're not completely different but how we viewed certain things were completely different he would go you remember this and i go yeah you know why that was nah that's just the way things were and he'd be like well this is the way i saw it because i knew exactly what it was and i didn't know what it was like i didn't even know we were poor i didn't know i thought everybody lived like this (laughs) you don't eat meat out of a can who doesn't eat meat out of a can everybody eats what are you talking about you know, I was, I don't know how old I was when I figured out that meat was supposed to be named after the animal. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't find out about the, the the money struggles until we moved to 75th. 75th, 79th. That's what I was like. When they started really roasting me for my shoes, <laughs> I was like, oh, we were struggling. Because everybody in my other community, we were all in the same boat. So it was like, you know, this is what we're doing. You know, I knew food stamps was a was a, a point of shame at the time, but it still didn't really register until I moved to a different part of the South Side. And then that's when it was like, oh, well, let me not wear the pro wings then, huh, guys? Man. They was on me. <laughs> it wasn't until like middle school, high school, and I we had moved. We had got out the hood. We had got out the hood. It wasn't completely out of the hood. We went from uh uh um assistant living to our own house in a bad neighborhood, a bad-ish neighborhood. So, <laughs> it, uh, but I would go to school, niggas had Jordans, I had Nikes. Nike what? Nikes. Um, they yeah, Nike, had that. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. were Nike. Right, but this was at a time, ain't no tell, it could have been clearance rack, anything, $25 night, but they were Nikes. You know, just, just enough to make you go, well, you know, at least they didn't come from Walmart. That's it. Man, my Man. my clothes, there was no name brand and nothing ever. I'm one and then I was like one of I was in the middle of seven kids at the time too. So yeah, yeah, from two high school dropouts. So it wasn't a whole lot of, you know, money to play around. And I remember yeah. I got a job and I started buying clothes and someone pulled me to the side at school, it was like, You have a job, don't you? I was like, damn, is it that obvious? They were like, Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, because you ain't selling drugs. We heard you got kicked out. So you yeah. ain't doing that. So you definitely got Jeez, But I just realized that, you know, and, and it, it is crazy to, uh, as a kid to be judged or criticized or some things you can't even control. At oh, all. my God, At man. All. That's what they was all about when yeah. I was growing up, man. And then, like, yo, I, I, I don't have any jeans, y'all. I just got this one pair. Get off me. Yeah. Oh, and man. kids who didn't have a father... But had Jordans, and I had my dad, and they be like, "Yeah, you need to get you some Jordans." I'd be like, "Man, you need to get you a dad." Like this is. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what they was missing yeah, at the time. Like, he was never there. I got to play one. I look at my kids now. <laughs> I don't cry yo. on Father's Day. That's the, that's the <laughs> yo. I look at my kids now and how they have grown up in a totally different environment, totally different areas. Because my oldest son has been asking me about Chicago recently because he's into like Chicago artists, uh, Lil Durk or whatever. He's from Chicago. Mm -hmm. So he's been watching all these like Chicago, like gang stories and all this. So he been asking me like, man, what was it like? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I want to go out there. I was like, no, nah, you can go out there. But it's just, you know, and just... And that just made me think, like, yo, my sons have grown up completely different than I did in terms of environment. And you guys, and you never always visited, want your right? kids. They they haven't been. They haven't yeah. been to Chicago with me, and so um, I want to take them so they can see it, you know. But it just goes to show you, you always want your kids to to have a better experience than you yeah. had. I don't. But and uh, go ahead, keep going. And, and it's just. You know, the one thing I do like about Chicago that it instilled in me a sense of blackness and, and like pro-black and like black pride that I feel like is not out here in Burbank in New Mexico where my sons were raised. So, you know, they had to get it from like me or like, you know, the internet. But 
growing up with that with that violence and also a sense of pride I think was dope about Chicago and how I grew up. Yeah. What was you gonna say, Ryan? I I just wanna put like a whole bunch of money to the side and take every gang member and fly them to a place with a gangster ass and to be in a field and shoot it out. Y'all so bold. Stop stop shooting it out around civilians. All of that. Just go to a field, may the best man win, and then y'all go home. And this thing be over. Y'all go? Yeah. And then whoever go left, go home. Whoever live, go home. <laughs> yeah, we would do like piggybacking off Tony said, we didn't we grew up in the suburbs. But what we would do is every summer and holidays we went to South Central. So we would do just enough. Be like, I want you to see. Let's get the hell out of here. So that, that's how they would do us. They was like, we're going to raise you here. But you're going to see, you know, where we were raised. Because I remember one time uh, we were in Oakland, I think, or something. And uh, I was a little, little kid. And I seen this dude walking down the street. And I, like, I like grabbed my dad. Like, because, you know, I was like, this dude is a... I don't know what he's about to do. And my dad was like, hey, man, let me tell you something. Never never be afraid of your own people, man. He was like, that's just to do it. And, and that, that, I'll never forget that. And he was mm-hmm. like, all right, we need to we need to have y'all around more. You know what I'm saying? And that's when we really started doing more, more even hood stuff heavier. Not, you know, not too much, but just enough to be like, you can't be out here freaking out because you've seen something. That's not what you know. We used to seeing or whatever. You know what I mean? Or you associate black with dangerous or man, right. you know Never stuff like that. that so. I absolutely love your dad, bro. So he was like, "No, don't mm-hmm. don't do That's that." Dope. I could tell it bothered him when I did it too. And I remember that mm-hmm. uh, they stopped letting my little brother watch cops. They stopped like they just shut everything down. Every negative black, <laughs> they just shut it down. They was like, "Hell no, y'all not finna be thinking that." We are all bad or scary or right. nah. They and they shut it down, and then they would take us out. Even when we went to the hood, they would take us to the front. My dad's like, "Man, this place got the best ice cream or this," and I'm like, "You know what? This ain't so bad." You know, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> so I did. I did Memphis with uh, Ray Grady. Ray Grady had me laughing so hard because we went to a club after, right? And I was just walking around the club willy-nilly. I was standing in VIP or whatever. And and Ray was like, either Ryan is a killer or he's the greenest, just like unknowledgeable dude in the world who just doesn't know the situation that he's in. But I'm just not scared of my people, bro. I just, Mm -hmm. I'm not. And I grew up around... I grew up around people, there's people in my family who definitely shoot up houses and had their houses shot up there. I And I just know them as that's my family. So I don't, mm-hmm. uh, I don't see it like that. The only reason, the reason I have so much negative to say about the stuff that people be doing is because, you know, you don't have to, man. You really don't have to. You don't have to go down that road. And um, and I know it's hard, man, because when you see, because there's people who had it worse than me. You know, my parents weren't addicts. But if your parent was an addict and you couldn't get clothes and couldn't get food and couldn't get those things, and, and then you decided to sell drugs or join a gang for survival, I can't 
knock you for that. But whenever you join some of these gangs for survival, you you looping into the same people who selling that to your parents that got you in that situation in the first place. And you're going to do it to some other kid. And the wheels on the bus go round and round. But nobody's thinking about that <laughs> at that age. I, I understand right. that, but it's like just at that like, age, it's just it's just a cycle that we, we reflect on. But at that age, people are just like, man, I'm just hungry. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I just you know I'm just tired of wearing this shit. Right, my One mom, time I didn't get come a home job because I said that. They were like, "What is your thing on still?" I think I was interviewing for Best Buy. They were like, what is your view on if you saw a coworker stealing, what would you do? I was like, I mean, it's not food. It ain't a necessity. So nah, I'd probably just turn them in. The dude was looking at me like, what? What? Wait, you would let somebody steal food? What is the <laughs> He was looking. I was like, oh, I thought you were looking. I thought we were having an honest dialogue. Right. <laughs> My bad. Stealing is wrong under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't get the job. I was laughing so hard because the way he looked at me. I was like, oh, my bad. I thought we were keeping it real. I thought you wanted to know who you were hiring. Right. I just told you there's no excuse to steal electronics. That should be a reason to want it here. It's Best Buy. This is what we sell here. And there's nothing to steal Mm -hmm. here. You know how hard it is to steal food from Best Buy? Anyway, all the food's in the front. First of all, if somebody can steal food out of Best Buy, you deserve it. (laughs) <laughs> it's all in the front by the register. You either are really fast or really sneaky. Either way, congratulations. Right. Yeah. So, right. Nah, man. <laughs> That's why I'm glad comedy worked out, man. I'm just not made for... <laughs> Someone was... I did a McDonald's uh, <laughs> um, back on questionnaire, and it was like, if somebody drops their ice cream, right? Like, what do you do? I was like... Charged them for another ice cream. I gave you one. You dropped it. That's on you. They was like, nah, that's not good customer service. <laughs> I was like, well, in the house oh, I grew man. up in, there was no extra yeah. ice. You dropped your ice cream. You need to learn how to eat that's dirty ice fault. cream. Yeah, or, definitely they fault. Right. That's just, I handed it to you. You had it in your hand. Right. You walked, that was on you. We believed in this weird thing called accountability, right? Where you just <laughs> hold folks accountable hold for the that stuff in. that they did. I was a complete opposite oh. when it came to that stuff. When it came to fast food, I'm giving away everything. I just didn't care about them jobs. And I didn't care. I knew they was big corporations. They was big companies. And they, they ain't hurting for none of this. I stayed giving something away. You didn't even have to spill your ice cream. I didn't even have to see you do it. If you said, hey, I dropped my ice cream. And I see the ice cream residue on your mouth. I'd be like, you know what? I believe you. Here's another one. And I just don't care. I just don't care. Mm. Maya, what's going on, man? We got you in the in the in the corner for mad long. Pushing cats. We we fifty three we fifty three minutes deep in here. We got an audience question. Uh, we do. I did want to ask you about DL before we go into audience questions. Mm. That it, is him passing out on stage. Does him passing out on stage and having to be quarantined where he is for fourteen days make you I don't know, nervous about going back on the road? Me, no, because he didn't pass out from just go. DL was exhausted. He works ridiculous. He It's a lot of factors that played into his passing out. So for me, I'm not scared of COVID not going on stage, but, you know, it's it was several things. Even when you watch the video, whoever that dude is that was on stage, he was ready for the pass out. As a bodyguard. 
so he might have told him ahead of time, hey, I don't know if I'm feeling it. You know, I don't know. I wasn't there. But I've been, I'll just, without saying too much, I just, no. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, it's not the COVID that I'm worried about. He's uh, for me, it's, uh Oh, for me, it's like, um, I knew he didn't pass out because of COVID, but him being on the road could have exposed him to COVID. And so I'm just like, Hmm, maybe I'll just wait it out a little bit. I already plan on waiting it out to September anyway, to just be out there traveling and just being in the mix with everybody. Um, so I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to still sit down uh, for that travel stuff. So I still don't know. That's how, that's how I took that. Um, I immediately, uh, like I had just said, I was going back on the road. I saw DL faint and immediately recanted what I had put out there in the world. <laughs> um, me, like I know everybody in that situation. I knew everybody who was there. I know everybody who was there. Seeing that video really hit me differently. Because um, not only I know the people who ran on stage, I know the people who pulled them into the room. I know that, and I see how that just affected so many people. Then it really put you know, a damper on uh, just the thought of going out because I don't want to do that. What if that's me and my people have to go do that and they get exposed and all these things. Mm -hmm. So I, I cut it back and I was going to wait this like September anyway, like Tony said, yeah, I just too. told everybody yeah. that I was going to go do it, but it wasn't going to be until September or so. So, but after having some conversations with people, I realized, man, I really love comedy. Like, I've given up everything in my life for this. So it, when I'm not doing it, I'm not happy. I'm not complete. So if I got to, you know, risk getting sick to do it, man, I might just risk getting sick. <laughs> I, I love this. I love this. I'll... Ain't nothing else, can't nothing else in my life replace it. Um, so now nah, I'm gonna go out anyway. I, I made the decision. Me and I talk to my only son, Sam J, about it all the time. She was like, she ain't going. And I understand that. And I have underlying health conditions. That's how much it is. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I see y'all shaking y'all head, but y'all. I'm not. No, it's Tony, Tony. And, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, damn, you know, but me. for me, for me, man, it's like, it's like, it's not a money thing. You know, Tony can tell you, man, social media, that when you get your, you know, when you learn how to monetize social media, you straight, you know, ain't no, uh, <laughs> you ain't right. in that way. And I ain't, I'm actually like saving more money than ever before. Cause I'm not going mm -hmm. on the road. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So me too. It's, it's, I can sit out the rest of the year. Yeah. If I wanted to financially, there's no desperation for the money mm -hmm. tip. My soul is like, I want to be on stage yeah. so bad. Because this is another thing, man. That's therapeutic. I got some stuff I oh. want to say. I got some stuff man. I want to say. A lot of people don't realize a lot of comics, when you look, when you watch a comic, we vent. There's something on our minds that we need to get up. And then when everybody laughs and it does something for us because we understand we're not the only ones. 
good. There's other people in the world who feel, and then they need to feel that too. You know what I mean? There's stuff that's been going on with them that they need to know they're not the only ones. And we supply that with with a joyous feeling on top of that. Yeah, we get to express what everybody's feeling, but in a fun way. Yeah. And like in a way that is just like, okay, cool. That's why we get after the show, they'd be like, hey, man, let me tell you something. And they'll they'll, they'll Mm -hmm. zoom in on that that specific, you know, bit that you did. Hey, you said... I felt that. So do I want to mm-hmm. live? Do I want to live forty comedy list comedy just uh, list life, or do I want to live nine months of doing the most kind of doing the thing I love the most? I don't know. That's the that's the <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, I feel you because I already I already don't live in the fear anyway. Like I'm respectable. Like if I if I walk outside, I wear my mask and all that. But it's not for me. It's for other people to make them feel comfortable. Yeah. You know. But the fear fact, because I'm like, first of all, this is not going anywhere. No, it's never and leaving. That's my feeling. So, so how long are you going to be afraid? That's why I'm I saying understand 40 cautious years. and I understand clean. But how long are you going to be afraid? I'm not afraid. I just don't live like that. I can't do this for 40 years. I can't be on the yeah. fence about whether I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Going to go out or not. Mm-hmm. I got to do this comedy, Tony. I and the gotta, stand inside, I it gotta. don't even make sense. <laughs> it's just weakening. If you I, hide from everybody, it's just it's just weakening your immune system. Yes. Like, Tony, at least you go outside every day and go for your walks and whatnot. And you're still, I mean, I've seen you since the, you know what I mean? But some people are like, I have to stay in. You're just becoming a weak, sickly person. Yeah, man, yeah, I was like, and you I'm know what you don't get community. back in this life? Time. Time. Man. What are we doing during the quarantine that's other than, like, some people can be like, we staying alive. But are you? Are you? What's the point right. in having a life if you ain't living? And that was the thing. I was scared, you know. And my, I have a friend who's a pilot. She was like, look, man. Dying is the one thing that is for certain. So go live. Don't be afraid to go live. And I was like, man, you're right. Oh, she was like, what's stopping, you know, an earthquake from hitting? Now, what if you stayed in the house trying to get away from COVID and then LA got hit with one of these earthquakes and you're done? How stupid would you feel for not going out (laughs) and living your life? You know what I mean? Or you sat, you stayed in a restaurant, and some drunk driver drove through your front door and got you. Like, there's so many ways to go, man. I gotta, I gotta do what I love, man. I love this. I love this. Yeah. And again, it's just about the fear. I don't. I'm not knocking anybody for being cautious or clean. Mm -mm. That's cautious or clean. That's fine. But the fear that come on, that's not me. Did you I'm see the than I've ever been. These this whole uh, quarantine has gave me some great habits. <laughs> Did you see the podcast that got Joe Rogan canceled online? Oh, he's he's supposedly nah. canceled. He said something. He said something stupid, but he always says stupid stuff. So he had Brett Weinstein on, and this guy is an mm. evolutionary biologist. He's a PhD. He did his dissertation in bats. And he said he's making a really good case that this came from a lab. And that's the way reason why it affects people differently and different tissues, because it was engineered to do so. Now, I was like, OK, it's the wet market. It probably is the wet market. But I also conspiracy minded in this way that I'm like, they canceled him. So people won't listen to this specific podcast about this expert saying that this was an international lab and it was engineered to see how it could jump from animals to people. And that's why 
we see so many different symptoms. Don't take my word for it. See the no, uh, Joe I've, Rogan. I've heard I've heard that several times though. Yeah. I man, never man. I will all anything that comes out, I could be like somebody could have made that yep. shit. Every time. Okay. I don't put it past any government not to engineer a virus. I know, I know, so you know hey, I'm all Tony, in. I know you said you never question anything, but anytime you start with I never, I think you're gonna say new. Now you gotta do it. You gotta give me one. <laughs> <laughs> you can't start anything with I never. <laughs> anytime they be like, anytime something new comes out, I'll be like, did they make that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because people have been filthily eating all kind of animals yeah. for mad long. So it's like, remember how they tried to say AIDS came from monkeys? Yeah. They was eating them. Like, that ain't new. They've been doing it. Why Why is Joe Rogan under fire, though? Here's what I for think. For just having the, just for having the guy on the show? No, they say it's because of what he said about Joe Biden. But this in this particular episode, this guy is an incredibly intelligent man. He talks about... Um, <clears throat> Corona and how he's making a good case. It came from a lab. He also talks about lab mice and how basically every lab mouse that has been tested on for the past like 30 years has been compromised. So we can't trust the results of any pharmaceuticals. And he's saying he won't take pharmaceuticals because of the way that the lab mice have these things called telomeres. It goes at the end of uh, your DNA and it's how we age, but they're engineered the ones that are uh, domestic, uh, they're not wild mice they're like this. They're engineered to have extra long ones. So all the ph- pharmaceuticals that they test are going to say, oh, yeah, it, there's no long-term effects. But really, these mice are specially en- engineered to not have long-term effects. So he's making a really good case. Mm. And he almost tanked his career of it before, but he came back. And he's making this really, really good case that we can't trust the results of any pharmaceutical testing for the past 30 years. Now, they say Joe Rogan got canceled because of the Joe Biden stuff. But me as a conspiracy person, I'm like, that is the most interesting thing I have ever heard. Hmm. And he got canceled a day later. He's not canceled, though. He's he's Joe. He has the biggest podcast yeah, in the world. In the world. Yeah, he's, he's pretty indestructible yeah, at this fine. point. And he, he just, built it. He, and he built it without help. Yeah. So right. it's, that's why he's indestructible. That's why he's like, indestructible. They literally they can say, gave oh, him he's $100 million dollars just to play it on their web, on their uh, platform. Yeah. They don't get nothing. They don't get no rights. No, <laughs> they don't get to keep nothing. Just during this time period, you say you go here to get it. And they can't even charge people. They can't even make money, like extra money off of it. They cannot do anything other than what's already been yeah, done. He's he's far from canceled. They just be like, yeah, oh, shut up, Joe. And that's that's about as far as that's going to go. And plus, Joe has said a lot of things he should have been canceled for. Exactly. So whatever yeah. he said about Joe Biden. And, 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 and not me. even him, his his buddies. He defends his buddies on shit. They oh, Jesus, he has the worst friends. He has the worst circle of friends of all time. <laughs> yeah, God. He has the worst friends. I know Jeez. you're in the comedy store, so you can't say nothing, Tony, but I got it. These I can say whatever, worse than I. I can say whatever. Well, I'm, I'm like, listening to you because you guilty. That's why you can say whatever you want to. <laughs> um, you know what the thing about COVID for me is that it doesn't scare me because it's like it's something about the flu that just never scared me. Well, you're in shape. And like the only thing that scares me about COVID is like if I catch it, 
then I have to stay in and not move. Mm-hmm. That's the only fear I have. Like, because I feel like if honestly I caught it, and not to be arrogant or anything like that, I feel like I would survive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my honest. No, you know, I, yeah, you know, I feeling. Both of you got all three of you would. It's with me. It's an issue because I don't think I would. But, mm. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, man. Sometimes comedians live too long anyway and ruin their legacy. <laughs> so <laughs> you want to die? You want to die on the go? Man, where people because I'll live forever, like Robin Harris. Robin yeah. Harris never got to do his hour special, and you caught the so many people. They'll tell you one of the greatest of all time. So if I if I go out on the way up. Especially if that, I that what could have been. The what could have been, been is a great legacy oh, for people because they'd be like, "Oh, he never even dropped." Then they'll just they'll just slowly yeah. release yeah, like little clips that you had on. They'd be like, "Man, he was gonna be one of the greats." Yeah, yeah. Mitch Hedberg. They did the same thing with him, so it's like, you know, <laughs> Dude, I don't want to die at this age though. I, no, I no, of course not. But I mean, but no, I don't even, I don't even want to put the risk out there. You like, you what if? Like when people use that earthquake analogy, I'm like, nah, I ain't. That ain't enough for me. <laughs> like you gotta live your life, but still have some sense. You know, don't don't just be too reckless because you're living your yeah, life. Like when I was in nah, Vegas, nah. This weekend, yeah, just like you only live reckless. once. You only live once. Work work both ways. You only live once, <laughs> but you only live once. Now, yeah, right? <laughs> Some people doing too much. It's too much freedom. Like it's, I was like, I right. get, I get you happy to be back out, but still, even if it's not for you, at least do it for the other people. That's right. a lot of people are doing this selfishly, and that's something I had to even get out of. I was like, I'm gonna be fine. It was like we know. But that old right. lady next to you, let's say you did have it, she's not. Mm-hmm. So can you just and I'll be like, all right, I'll do that. I'm be yeah, but I'm also not, you know, I ain't tongue kissing strangers. People out here wilding. It's like, <laughs> yo. yo. I think I think I've already <laughs> had it, but I don't know. A lot of people did. Um I did, I went home for Charlotte. I went home to Charlotte for Thanksgiving to do my Thanksgiving shows. I always do Thanksgiving weekend. Went to Charlotte, did my shows. Was supposed to fly back to LA, had to cancel because I was tore down with this flu. I don't know what it was, but I just I it was COVID. I couldn't even get out of bed, (laughs) dog. I couldn't even get out of bed. I was taking so much. I was taking Mucinex, Nyquil, everything. They were like, "You can't take too much of this because it'll fuck up your kidneys." I was like, "I can't even." breathe really good like i'm ja- i was so jacked up but mm. um i did not get it identified i don't know what it was about or anything so i don't want to act like you know safe for certain and be reckless out here i just wish there was a way to be able to tell that you know if you had it already if testing told you if you had it already yeah, things of that. I had a friend so, uh, that would be dope i had a friend who had it i won't say his name because he was like he ain't told nobody and he had it. He was like, hey, I'm I'm fine. He's like, I had it. They told me. His dad made him get tested because his dad is older, freaked out. He said, I want you to go get tested. He got tested. And he was like, yeah, I had it. And uh, I'm good. My kids ain't got it. Girl ain't got it. Just one of the things I had 
and then they passed. One of my best friends had it, and he had it bad. Yeah, he, he said, said it chill. felt like he said it was it was painful to breathe. Yeah, see, oh, I've heard wow. those stories too. Like Michael Yo said, he was coughing up blood and it hurt and all that stuff. Yeah, I didn't have painful to breathe. I had I couldn't stop coughing fits to be able to breathe. Like I was <laughs> taking every cough suppressant known to man just so I could have the moment to breathe. It was bad. So fever, super spiked fever, sweating through everything, sweat through the hole, through your bed sheets, everything. I was jacked up. Wet bed sheets are the worst. Yeah. When you wake up in that sweat, like I, I got to move. I can't sleep in that spot anymore. Yeah. And then it only gets cold after that, too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The worst. <laughs> the drying process is mad cold. So it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't dry all the way, now you have this cold, wet spot. You can't even, you can't even be in. So you like in the bed doing shapes around the spot. <laughs> Miserable. I think I had Miserable. it too in late February, early March. I passed out in dance class and my dance teacher oh, said wow. my lips were like white. And so I came up and she was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. I walked here. I was fine. Like I thought I was fine. Mm. I could walk. But like the overexertion of the dance and it's African dance. So it's like jumping and all this stuff. I've been to dozens of dance class. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you look like a puffy video. <laughs> and my, she said my lips were white. And she said I was going to call the ambulance. But Did I you have know. on your ASICs in dance class? No, barefoot. Okay. Oh, you Tapping into the ancestors. I was about to say, African dance is done in sneakers, son. Okay. You need to get in touch with your roots. (laughs) You know, might be wearing wearing aces all the time. So we would never know. You never know. (laughs) But yeah, they said I haven't. Knock on wood, I haven't been like fever sick at all. I just get the dizzy spells. But uh, I'd shit. I'd rather take the flu like symptoms over this dizzy crap. But uh Dizzy thing's been too long, that's why. It's just like, it's at just first it was it, like, it's okay. so random. And then now it's like, all right, it's been a while now. This is done now. It's and it keeps coming out of nowhere. And I'm just like, bro. With no know, at least with the flu. At least with the flu, He's you gonna know run you're his gonna course. get through it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Run your course, Dizzy Spells. <laughs> but other than that, like I haven't I haven't been I don't really knock on wood. I don't get like sick like that. Um so I don't think I've had COVID based on, you know, yeah, I you could have it and not have yeah. any symptoms, yeah. but mm-hmm. I can't honestly say that, man, it was one moment where I felt like I had it. I can't, I yeah. can't say that I've had that. Once, well, once I left Cincinnati, March 15th, I just, all right, I'm sitting down and I just been like local, you know, walking around going shopping and stuff like that. I just don't want people to be so defiant and you know, ain't no COVID out here that they out here with it and then they expose yeah. people like my my dad or my stepmom because yeah. they being stupid. That That's the bullshit I hate. I ain't wearing no mask and then they breathing in my dad's eyeballs yeah. and it's just, you know. That's what I said. Even if it's annoying, just do it for other people. Just step out of yourself for a second because yeah, I am beyond man. annoyed with the mask. I think fear taxes are stupid. I'm that person, but I will play along for everybody else. Just if it puts you at ease. We went to get tacos the other night. I forgot my mask. So I sat in the car. I didn't want to freak nobody out in line. I didn't want to. I was like, all right, I'll just sit in the car and chill out. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Was the tacos good? I didn't even get any. I had just ate. I wasn't even hungry. 
So I was like, uh, I'm good. Do we have time for one question? Mm-hmm. Let's do one question to get the hell out of here. Okay, this is, a, this is an interesting question. Zuri and Pops writes, Hello, T- Tony, Keon, Maya, and of course, Ryan. I'm a 49-year-old black man and would like to know what you guys think on the use of the N-word. Do you guys think it's time to stop calling each other the N-word in everyday combo? My my take on the N-word is that I find myself editing where and when I say it. And you know what? Honestly, like when I say it, I feel it every time I say it. Like it hasn't always been that way for me. Like when I say it, I'm like, ooh, I just said nigga. You know, and it's uh <laughs> it didn't always flow flow out of me like that where I was just like conscious of it. Um you know, I'm big on context. Like if I hear a white person, they know every single word to a rap song and niggas in there and they say it, I'm not even going to flinch because I know the, you know, the context of it. So I don't feel triggered by it. Um, but with us saying it, I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but I just know I feel a certain way now when I say it. But I can't fully sit here and say where I'm at with it, you know, without me just rambling and saying some shit. Do you follow the hashtag niggas be like? Uh Uh-uh. It's a really funny hashtag on Instagram and super, super inappropriate. So I wouldn't recommend following Mm -hmm. this hashtag if you're sensitive at all. I'm going to look it up right now. (laughs) But the thing is, a lot of that's not even in English. And they still use that word. Like a lot. I can't even identify Mm -hmm. a lot of the languages that it's in, mm-hmm. uh, and th- but that word is everywhere now in every population that has been exposed yeah. to hip hop culture. They just use it like they would say, "dude." Mm-hmm. And that's what I, that's what I mean. Like you know, not everybody that says "nigga" they don't mean it as an attack. They just grew up with that word being normalized within like the hip hop community. So they're just saying it. You know, that's why I'm always like, mm, you know. Uh, I don't immediately get triggered when when other people say it right off the bat. It just comes with that context and intent. Keon, what do you think? Does niggas be like <laughs> niggas be like a certain way? You know what I'm saying? Niggas uh, be like. It's, it's a funny I, don't, I don't. I guess I never even think about it honestly because it's like it's just like I said a part of my culture. So I never think about it at all. I couldn't even tell you. If I said it zero times in a day or 36 times, like, I don't know. I just, it's not a thing for me. Like, uh, as far as others, if I hear it, I'll be like, hey, uh, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> but it's kind of, and it's it's not even, it's kind of like the word bitch with women. I don't say that to women, but if women want to say it to each other, that's their thing. Like, I'm, who am I to say, y'all can't do that. Like, if that's what they want to do, and I, they ain't saying it out of malice to each other. That's just how they talk. Well, some are, but it's a, like Tony said, contents, you know. So, I don't, you know, I don't really have an opinion on it. Like, I just be like, that's just how we talk. Okay. So, <clears throat> I wanted to go last on purpose because um, I use the word more than everybody on here. So... <laughs> And this is a conversation that's near and dear to my heart. I'm glad that he described who he was 
whenever he said it, because that does matter whenever uh, I'm asked the question. Question to me. Uh, for one, uh, Dick Gregory says would say nigga, and he marched with Martin Luther King. So if he doesn't find a problem with saying nigga, <laughs> good luck getting me to stop saying it, because uh, he dedicated his life to finding, trying to get equality for black people, and he sacrificed his career. His family, too. You see his family, uh, yeah. So, um, that's for one. And for two, it, it's cultural, baby. Like, at the end of the day, um, the only time I don't say it is when I'm one like the only black person in the room. If I'm in a room full of non-black people, I have no reason to say it because we ain't in there. So exactly. it ain't no point in saying it because it ain't for everybody. It is our word. And no, you don't, who, if we stop saying it, who will we stop saying it for? And we stop saying it for us. We're not stop saying it for us. We're stop saying, if we do stop saying it, we stop saying it to make others comfortable. And when has anyone ever done any, stop doing anything to make us comfortable? Nah, it's fine. We, no, we don't, we don't have to stop doing stuff that, that um, it's cool with us or that we do to make others comfortable. Everybody has a choice. Every black person has a choice of whether they want to say it or whether they want to say it or not. You can make the choice not to say it and that is completely fine. It's completely fine. It's completely fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to always say it and I call, I call, I call objects, nigga. So it ain't even about oh, I definitely do that. I definitely do that. These niggas, <laughs> these niggas right here, it'd be straight, squ- it'd be two squirrels outside. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. So it ain't even, for me, That's it ain't fun. even about race. <laughs> you know factual. what? You know what gives me pause on the nigga word, though, is that some black people are offended by it. It's, I, I'm not even worried about people outside of black. I don't care how you feel about the word. But it'd it be black people, like older black people. I wouldn't feel comfortable saying it in their presence. That's fine. And that's just honestly yeah, me. Yeah, that's fair. I but have a friend who's But that's like, the thing. But that's also a thing. But it's our it's, thing. Yeah, that's, our, that's a conversation for us to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. they say, hey, don't say that around me. Like, right. The older that. generation, they can literally say, don't say whatever. around. They can say, don't say Ryan around me, and I won't say it. I just respect... The older generation like that. <laughs> I'll say my name is something don't, else until I'm out of the don't room. Don't say your name. Yeah. Don't you say your name. Yeah, 1965, everybody with your name, yeah. they got lynched. You see what I'm saying? And I just have a respect because they lived a different experience than I did. But, you know, whenever whenever I say somebody is my friend, that tells you that I know this person, you know, from something or whatever. If I tell you somebody is my nigga, that means I fuck with them on a whole different level. I don't know how the language is on this show, so I apologize. No, we don't give a shit. Uh, no, okay. no, we good. All right, so that means that that just means I rock with you on a whole different level. I'll be like, if someone is like, do you know such and such? Yeah, that's my friend. Yeah, we rock with each other. Or it's like, do you know such and such? Oh, that's my nigga. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely. It, it's different. So, um, context is everything. I use it as a term of endearment, and I do also mean it in an insulting way. Yeah, I mean, like, man, we were all supposed to be there at eight o'clock. This nigga didn't show yeah. up to nine right. forty-five. There's nothing positive about the way I just said it. So, nah, but I'm using it for everything, and that's the way I talk. The one thing that in in this society that we live in, being black 
American black is a unique thing. We there is nothing like us anywhere else in the world. When you travel anywhere else in the world, we don't have many things that we can call cultural, but our language and our music and things of that nature is what we have. It's the one thing that we mm -hmm. do have. So when we start letting people get to us in a way that makes us take these things away from us, what are we going to replace it with? Are you going to do a 23 and Me and then choose one of the things that come up with it and learn that culture and then immerse yourself into that? Because I'm not doing that. <laughs> I grew up in a place where they called us niggas and we turned it into something else. That's my mm -hmm. culture. That's what I come from. Yeah. So that's my answer, nigga. Hope that yeah. helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you 100%. I, I feel that. Tony said objects, or I think Ryan said it. No, I said Sports. objects. He was like, he said objects. That's what really put it in perspective. Because I remember I was walking down Hollywood and slipped on a mm -hmm. flyer in the rain. I didn't fall. But you know how you slip on you know them flyers? Yeah. And I remember I mm -hmm. did, and I was like, nigga? <laughs> like, it was a flyer. <laughs> it was a flyer. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yeah, I just, it's just, a, we just say it. It's not, it's not a, and it's I agree a noun, with It's a noun, it's an adjective, yeah. it's a verb, it's and, all of it. And that. I agree with not letting other people dictate how we speak. Like, now mm -hmm. I will, I will respect the individual. I have a friend who was like, I would not like to be referred to like that. Right. Fine. No problem. Yeah. I respect your decision to do so. But in my context, yeah. or when I'm talking or texting or whatever, I'm definitely, I'll be saying it. Yeah, and if you have that, and I would do it that way too, I'd be like, yo, yeah. it was me, it was that nigga Keon, it was my nigga Tony, Rob. Uh, <laughs> <there> was, <laughs> it was Rob, my nigga Maya. <laughs> like, that's the that's mm -hmm. just the way I would do it. I, I respect your wishes, but I'll just, right. yeah, Dick Gregory said, who told you you couldn't say that? That's yeah. crazy to take something do you know how powerful it is to take something that they use to hurt you and then not only take it away from them to where they can't hurt you, but then stop them from saying it too? That is so <laughs> that is so gangster. Why would you want to take that hate away? They the fact yeah, that they cannot they say, it. say it. They always so want to get in on it. <laughs> like, and you know what was crazy? God. It's not even the word. It's just them being left out. We could say run amuckle. If that was a word, they'd be like, "We just want to say run a muckle," and no, that's ours. Nah, like, it's yeah. just it's just a left out thing. It is not that they just hate being. Look they, at the math. Look they, at everything in the country. They hate being told no. They grew up in a world where everything was available to them, and and they don't even under. And then that's what makes me laugh. The the ones that go, "I I don't have a privilege." Yes, you have the privilege of believing that nothing doesn't belong to you. <laughs> I had a, <laughs> whenever we understand differently. There was this this thing where this girl wore a Chinese dress to prom, and people, and then the Chinese community came after her. And then this one woman was trying to get me to understand. She was she was like this one white woman was like she, I thought the dress looked pretty. Why in the world would it? I was like, did you know the cultural meaning of the dress? How do you know it wasn't a dress made for funerals? Why do you know it wasn't a dress that was what? Did you ask anybody the context? Do you, if you're going to you try to do something or try to, you know, use something or wear something or do anything that's a part of someone else's culture, you owe it to the people of that culture to do the research. 
It's yep. it's it's only a select group, and we know who they are. There's no need to even say what the group is, but there is a select group in this world that feels as though everything is theirs to sample. Everything is theirs to taste. Everything is theirs to, you know, be a part of. And we, you should feel honored that I want to do this with you. No, no, I don't. <laughs> And you can't have it. You, and that's it. You can't have it. Mm. You can't. You don't get to enjoy <laughs> said, my mm. rhythm and not have my blues. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. Mm. That's real. Oh. All right. We got to wrap it up. I got 5% left on this laptop. Yeah. Uh, thank you, uh, Ryan, for Appreciate coming it, back bro. and doing this for the alleged third, fourth time. I'm, I'm going to watch Godfather uh, for you. Yes. Watch The Godfather 1 and 2. Watch you got to watch them both. I'm do it for you. Now, how, it's, really, it's really like one movie, but yeah, man. It's listen. good. Now, how they use nigga in Godfather, definitely not good. <laughs> oh, no. Not, good. not at but. all. <laughs> the mob, the mobsters never respect it, blacks in them joints. Pisses me off every time. That's why The Godfather of Harlem is dope. Anyway, so uh, if you have any questions for us, ask us in the YouTube comment section. We'll tackle them on the show. Thank you, Maya, for holding us down. Uh, thank you, Ryan, once again. We're going to have you back again, too. Uh, I love to come so back. So just man. be ready. Yeah, come back, nigga. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on back, nigga. Um, I don't know where I'll be, uh, but I'll be somewhere. I'll be at home. I'll probably be doing another movie night soon uh, this Sunday. And uh, Keon, what you got going? Same old shit. I, don't, I didn't plan. I heard that I might be doing some stuff in August, September, maybe. But as far as, you know, recent... I ain't doing nothing but hanging out with my family and uh, posting on the internet. Ryan, what you got going? Um, I've I've got some stuff coming out. Shot some stuff with uh, Sidney Castillo. Shot uh, was I'm gonna be in Corey Holcomb's music video uh, <laughs> when that drops. Uh, I got some stuff I'm working on. Um, my podcast pretty much just uh, sold that for ten episodes. It was about the. Uh, Go go into production for that, and I'm gonna go back out on tour, man. I'm trying to stay busy, just trying to, um, you know, further my career. You know, that's it, man. Just uh, trying not to be in LA for no reason. You know, um, being that I'm here, I got, you know, so no no personal life. This is the closest thing to a personal life I got. Uh, be able to, you know, talk to my niggas about some real shit. So. Good, man. Appreciate y'all. There it is, man. All right, y'all. We out here. We out. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash First Year 15 for promotional details.